This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's when the time. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich, and we're back after. Well, I was going to say what feels like a slow news week. What is a slow news week? There's been absolutely nothing to talk about. And finally, we had something good happen this morning in Bengal's press conference. We got, we got lots to talk about. Oh, we got plenty to talk about after a dull, dull week. It just just felt like the whole Swindon Town universe wasn't interested this week. I can get anyone on from a midweek pod for love and the money. That's fine. That happens. And nothing happened in the meantime. And, you know, from, from the Pullen family side, side of things, we've got child ailments all over the blooming place. Both of them are down with something. It's been quite the week. So this is a, a welcome distraction. So it's good to have you back, Ryan. And also a new a new towers for yourself. You've moved to Swindon. A new Walker HQ, indeed. Uh, yeah, mm. in Swindon. Um, just moved here this week. A nice, lovely flat. Per- no Wi-Fi at the minute, so I'm hotspotting off my phone. Absolutely everything that I have to do. But we're hoping it holds up throughout the pod. And yeah, now I'm just a short five-minute drive from the county ground. Is that a good thing? I'm not sure. Who knows? Commitment to the cause, that's for sure. Okay, then. So, as you say, there is a fair bit to talk about. It seems like you were all chomping at the bit to talk about Swindon, although not a huge amount on Bradford, but we'll we'll cross that bridge a bit later on. So, we've gone straight in on injuries uh, this week. What have we got? What have we got? Well, let me tell you now, Jack Payne is back. Uh, He's had a really good week training, and he's back in the squad available for selection tomorrow. So that is brilliant news. We kept hearing that he was 
one, 2% away. That's all completed. Jack Payne, 100% fit and available for selection. Louis Barry, on the other hand, injured his ankle last week against Salford. He is now unavailable for this weekend's trip to Bradford City. He's uh, out. Um, and on the Harry McCurdy front, don't panic. He's fit. He's available. However, Harry McCurdy at this moment in time is managing an ankle injury. The club are managing it well. Um, and Harry's happy to play through the pain barrier at the moment. However, he is going to need an injection in his foot at some point. So they're just trying to work out when's best to do that. Of course, there's some big games coming up. Is it going to be possibly in the coming weeks? Maybe unlikely, I reckon, get get March out of the way or at least to the latter stages of March and then and then we'll look to inject his foot and he'll miss a game for that. Ooh, OK. Well, he, I think I highlighted it in the last pod. He's He's not played more than 65, 66 minutes for the last three games. So I guess that explains that. And McCurdy will be a miss because, well, he's the talisman, isn't he? Jack Payne back, brilliant. You get one back and then another one falls. Lots of rumours flying about how long Louis Barry might be out for. Some worrying-ish timescales being provided. Was was anything said? I doubt there was. There wasn't anything said on timescales. It's just something the club are looking at. Um there wasn't much talk of kind of needing scans or, or anything like that with Louis Barry. Um, it's just he's not available this week and the club need to have a good look at him. So, you know, by all accounts, it doesn't sound like it's going to be the longest injury ever. But obviously, it's, it's a massive loss for Swindon, who, who have just been able to start getting the best out of Louis Barry. Absolutely. But great that we've got Jack Payne back, hopefully, for Bradford. He is. He's been a massive miss, hasn't he? And Ben Garner felt that way as well. He said, look, every player brings their own strength and attributes, but Jack has been brilliant for us this season and, and any team in League Two would miss having a Jack Payne in their side. He, ben Garner feels he's going to be a massive player for us between now and the end of the season. And he was really looking forward to seeing that link-up play between Jack Payne in, in kind of like that attacking midfield position and Louis Barry out on the wing and how they would have linked up together. It's not going to happen this weekend, but at least we've got Jack back. Ben was also asked about Jaden Mitchell Lawson, wasn't he? And I guess, I guess I mentioned it in the pod I did with Dave, where he came on and he just could not get into the Salford game. You know, he just couldn't get into the rhythm of it. And we need players that can make an impact. And he looked to struggle, and I put that down to just lack of game time. You know, and I think Garner pretty much agreed with that, judging by the quotes on your blog. Yeah, I, I, it was a very short and sweet answer from Ben Garner. It was a bit of a kind of question that was put to him that I wasn't really expecting to hear. But of course, when you look at it and you think of Jaden Mitchell Lawson, yeah, he's a lot of hype coming into the season, or at least even after the first few games from Ben Garner, and that's that's dripped away. He said anyone getting an opportunity needs to take it. Um, Ricky Aguilar's been an example of that. If they come in and do a job, then they are women. They are in with a shout of keeping that place. Very short, sweet, to the point, and. And that, if you read between the lines, shows that he doesn't really feel Jayden Mitchell Lawson's been doing that. In his defence, you know, it must be hard to kind of get into games at times when when you're getting bit part appearances for 5, 10, 15 minutes at the end of a match. Yeah. Gunnar was asked about the fact that this was a full week off um, from, well, a full midweek off from any fixtures, which is always nice. Gunnar's got a reputation for being quite an intense scheduler of uh, training, whether that be on the pitch and around, you know, I think he does double sessions, doesn't he? And I think from what I've heard, they've been, you know, there's not been many days off in the last couple of weeks or so. Well, we have had this massive kind of, I, I say massive, but I mean, what I mean is a, a run of games where it's been 
Saturdays, then midweeks, then Saturdays, then midweeks, and and they're not easy games that we've been having to play either. And I think from Ben Garner's point of view, it was really since Christmas, the the team hasn't really had many weeks where they've just been able to get their head down, train, uh, get players into the run of things. And that's what this week was about. And especially for the new players, Ben Garner feels this has been really beneficial because all the information that you give to players when they come in over the summer, they had all that information ready, all kind of the tactics and and how the team wants to work and kind of individual requirements, Ben Garner was able to get into the summer players then. You come in in winter, you have this big pack schedule. You don't really have time to sit down with players and to try and work individually with them. And that's what Swindon have really benefited from this week. And, and Ben Garner feels that now we've had this week of training, we're in a very, very good position going into this next run of four or five games. Yeah, and, and fatigue was mentioned with the players. Mm. Fatigue is... And, I don't know about yourself, Rich, but you, you definitely sensed it in probably that Salford game, whereby in the latter stages, there just didn't seem to be that kind of oomph about Swindon Town to get back into the game. It almost seemed like that they were trying, but there wasn't the energy there required to actually to succeed in holding on to the victory, holding on to a draw, or even then coming from behind late on. Um, but from Ben Garner, he doesn't feel as fatigued in the sense that players can't manage the workload. He raised the point that a lot of the players that are coming in January haven't actually been in a position, especially the younger ones, where they've played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday before. For example, Louis Barry, he's a player that kind of wasn't hasn't done that before. Jacob Bryan hadn't either. And the only way to acclimatise them to that is to throw them in and, and let them experience it. Yeah, the Salford game feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? It, it was a really weird feeling that second half where they equalised at a time where it didn't feel like we were under particular pressure and then they won the game and it just felt like there was no particular pressure there. But at the same time, the desire to equalise from on the pitch and in the stands just wasn't there also. It was it was a very weird one. I haven't really thought about it much since, since recording the last pod, but it, it, it was a weird one, I think, that game. It was. Like you said, there wasn't really much atmosphere going on. There wasn't actually much atmosphere to be created based on what you were watching on the pitch we went ahead and it was almost like okay yeah we've scored it's Salford we'll uh it's not going to be highly entertaining but we'll see this game out it didn't happen did it Salford stage a comeback it was fairly easy for them I have to say and they deserve the three points in my eyes it's Rob Hunt's 100th appearance for Swindon this weekend if he plays time flies well earned and nice to have a bit of praise for him it's very nice to, to have Rob Hunt at the club more than anything. I think, you know, he came after having his contract mutually terminated at Oldham. And for Rob Hunt, he was probably at crossroads in his career. He's come to Swindon and and he's now on the on the brink of his hundredth appearance, which regardless of what league or division you play in, that's a that's a very big achievement and, and well done to Rob Hunt from Ben Garner's point of view. The big thing is his consistency. And his levels across games are very consistent in that, and that he never really seems to put in a bad performance. And, and that's true, whether you look at him under Richie Wellens, um, dare I say, he who must not be named, or even or even Ben Garner this season. He's been a big player for each and every manager at this club, and that's testament to him. Certainly is. Okay, let's talk about Bradford City then, the team that nobody can quite figure out. Uh, we look at their attendances. They started the season with 17,000 for their home game against Oldham Athletic, you know, closer to 18,000, in fact. And because of their season ticket incentives, you know, they're holding firm with gates of 14,000, The The welcome to Bradford City crowd for the Mansfield game 
was 16,797. Despite all this, they've had a wretched season, really, starting with Derek Adams, who took Morecambe up, started off really well with three wins in their first four games, and then they just went into that mediocrity that we see so often from Bradford City, which is so odd. Of course, they beat Swindon comfortably, <laughs> as as what tends to happen when we play bang average teams. Theo Robinson scoring an absolute worldie, as they say, um, in that game. But they have lost the last four games in a row and they sacked Derek Adams and they've brought in Mark Hughes, who hasn't worked in over four years and when he has worked it's never been below the Premier League so this is new territory for him he's got Glenn Hodges as his assistant Glenn Hodges has worked with Mark Hughes across his career mostly as a development manager as opposed to an assistant but Glenn Hodges has lower league experience previously managing Wimbledon for example it's a really interesting signing. It's an exciting signing. I'm, so, I'm sure many Swindon fans would have absolutely loved that out-of-the-blue appointment. I'm not quite sure it's going to work out the way they want it to, but I can never figure out Bradford, Ryan. They just seem this club that have everything there and they just squander it every time. And it, it would take a dramatic change of form for them to compete for the playoff places this season. So it could be another season in League Two for them. I think it will be another season in, in League Two for them by all accounts. You look at the table, Rich, they're 12 points behind Swindon, languishing uh, down in 15th position. And and yeah, they're a club that has everything, don't they? They have all the fans there in the stadium, which is, which is a cracking atmosphere. They have all the money there to kind of buy the players that they need to get out of the division. And of course, they have the the attraction of being able to bring in managers such as Mark Hughes, albeit that's a that's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime appointment for a League Two team, you'd say. I'm on your side of things here. I do feel that Mark Hughes is a very strange appointment in, in similar ways. Of course, the Welshman hasn't managed outside the Premier League. And if I'm being honest, I'm not too sure it's going to work out. Uh, but you mentioned the crowd size, and that was something that was hot on Ben Garner's agenda this morning. The fact that you know Swindon are going to be going to the... Um, to Bradford, and they're going to be playing in front of 16,000 fans probably around there. And and this is good for Swindon Town because Ben Garner feels that the bigger the crowd, the bigger the occasion, the more that he enjoys it, and Swindon Town players seem to enjoy it. They actually feel as a collective that it's more of a challenge going to stadiums whereby there's a small crowd and you have to kind of generate your own atmosphere. Uh, on Saturday, he feels that won't be the case, and, and Swindon are going to go there, control what they can control, and, and hopefully put in a three-point performance. No, they better do because <laughs> Bradford's form is wretched. You know, one goal in four games. Of course, this is where Swindon capitulate, lose 2-0 and Mark Hughes' tenure starts finally, you know. But I don't know. It, it, we, I, I do absolutely see where Garner's coming from in that. And I do agree with him, actually. I think we are much better with atmospheres. I've said a million times, but we're much better with that sort of feeling of fans in stands whether they're Swindon ones or not um so I I definitely would hope that they do rise to the occasion for this one it's yeah um Bradford's uh, I just don't understand them I just I don't get them I mean I mean squad wise you know they're no great shakes you know they don't have like a squad full of great players so why are they why are they in mid-table they do have a league two squad but why have they got a League Two squad? Maybe that's the downsides of selling season tickets so reasonably. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it, you know, everyone always points to the the gates that they get, the attendances they get. But 
I mean, I'd be willing to pay an extra hundred quid if it meant that there was more money in the budget for players. Because, like I said, there's not one like, oh, they've got this player in League Two. No way. There's not one. You know, they've got some solid lower leaguers, but... I think... It, I don't think they're going to have this amazing kind of run towards the end of the season. I don't think that run, if they were to go on one, would start tomorrow, Rich. You touched on their form. They've lost their past four. Three of those have been at home anyway. Of course, they're home tomorrow against Swindon. So hopefully the writing's on the wolf, Swindon, to go and get three points. You, you mentioned kind of the fact that they have these great gates and, and obviously it's cheaper than a lot of other clubs' season tickets. But... In a way, you know, that, that shouldn't impact the budget too much because, of course, with more people inside the stadium means that there's more people that then want to advertise with the club because you can get more more eyes on brands. So it should work out itself anyway. So I'm not sure why Bradford are kind of in this position whereby they're not able to attract the players um, that they need to get out of the division. But Ben Garner feels they have a good squad. He says you look at them at the start of the season and he felt that they would be challenging at the top of the league, which is what I think probably... The majority of League Two fans think every season when you see Bradford in the division. Uh, they still have good quality and an attack with four or five higher-level players in there. Um, but more than anything, Ben Garner feels Mark Hughes could be the difference and he's a real coup for the club. If Swindon were in a similar situation as Bradford were, I think that would have acted as a real boost to the morale of any League Two fan base, regardless of what we know about Mark Hughes as a tactician. The fact that... He's one of the best centre-forwards of his generation in the UK. Did wonderful things for Wales, you know, was a part of that early all-conquering Manchester United squad. You know, he played Bayern and Barcelona, for goodness sake. So, you know, he's got it all. Modern generation would just see him as a middling Premier League manager, but that middling Premier League manager is now in League Two and has expertise, has knowledge to get get you know, some sort of outcome, you know, positive outcome for them. But yeah, I'm 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 wondering whether that can happen this season, but certainly it can build on it for the preseason and, and going on from there. But yeah, in terms of Swindon going ahead, um going into this game, we know Barry's out. We know Payne's coming in or is available. We know Dion Conroy is back and he was in the montage of of players working out in the gym that was seen in midweek, that's as good as it got, wasn't it? In terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, Lewis Ward did have a Q and A as well, of course. Um, but how do you think we're, we're lining up? Do you think it will just be one in pain being risked straight away, or do you think there's a chance that Mitchell Lawson might start with pain coming on? How do you reckon Ben Garner is going to line up? He might change his formation again, for example. He could change his formation, obviously with. I feel that a lot of times the uh, 4-3-3 was set up to accommodate Barry and get the best out of him. Um, that means I'm not too sure he will because that Salford game was, I'm going to say it was probably an anomaly in recent performances. Uh, Swindon win tomorrow, that's four wins out of the last five games. Jack Payne, I believe, will come straight into the game. He's had a full week's training. He's had that period of kind of recovery as well. Um, it's not like he's been seriously unfit and then the past week he's just got fit it's just been the past week's topped him up so I'd see Jack Payne come back in um in place of Louis Barry and almost start on that left wing but but make his way and wouldn't almost have a free roaming role that we often see with Louis with uh sorry Jack Payne so it'll be Wallacott Hunt O'Brien Cooper Tomlinson um Ellis Iandolo Louis Reed and Ricky Aguilar I think Ricky Aguilar has been brilliant recently 
Uh, and of course, McCurdy, Davison, and Payne. The reason I think Payne will start on the left wing is just because if you look behind him, you have Iandolo and Tomlinson. That's enough kind of defensive covering on that left side of the pitch anyway. Um, so he'll, have, he'll start there and he'll have you'll pop up in many, many different areas, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I agree with that based on, on what you've said. Um, Ghana relayed, I'm happy and satisfied that they can probably risk pain for 60 minutes as opposed to bringing him on for the last half hour. And it's, oh, it would be good to see him back in the team and hopefully he hits the ground running because we have missed him at times, not all the way through. I mean, this this narrative that, we can't function without pain or pain has been a big, big loss. He has been a big loss, but we have won plenty of games yep. in his absence, but a, a crucial player. A, a really crucial player. And and you sense that in Bengal's press conference this morning when he was speaking about it, and there was almost this kind of sense of relief that he had Jack Payne back in his side and almost a little bit of a buzz that he's back for the remainder of the season. And Jack Payne, I know sometimes maybe some people go to one way of being too hot on. Yes, Jack Payne's the best player we've ever seen. And some people are probably on the side too much of, okay, he's not he's not that important for us at times. I think Jack player Jack Payne is, sorry, a very important player for Swindon Town. And, and he's going to be that between now and the end of the season. This could be the injury that Swindon are waiting to have someone back from that could cement our places in the playoffs, starting with a victory tomorrow. We'll move on to other questions asked now. So Ghana was asked about the turnover of managers in League Two. To be honest, I don't even know. Has it been prolific? Of course, we know about Derek Adams leaving and going up a level as a result of that and Mark Hughes coming in. So this really was a question poised more at the fact that there's been managerial changes at the bottom of the table. I think the only team that hasn't made managerial changes at the bottom of the table, if I'm right, are uh, Rochdale um, and also... I can't think of the top of my head who the other Barrow, sorry. So they're the only teams that haven't really changed manager this season. All the others have. Um, and for Ben Garner, it was really a question about, is, is he surprised at the turnover of managers? And he said, it always surprised me because if you want to build something, then you need time. And you can't do that with the time some managers are given. It would be nice for the industry to see more managers and staff given more time. Um, for him, there's no pressure from above because the remit was a medium to long-term aim anyway. This season was very much a free hit in terms of, keep the team up and see where you can go. Mission accomplished. Let's see where we go now between uh, this moment in time and the end of the season. Um, Swindon are going to keep trying to improve, but for Ben Garner, he feels, as all managers will say when they're asked this, that managers need to be given more time in football. But if they're going to get relegated into non-legal, that's the risk. Uh, Long-term plans have to go out the window, don't they? They do, and he he did he did in his defence say, look, for some of these managerials, it's uh, for some of these managers, it was probably the best decision for them to kind of leave their position. So he wasn't all against it, saying never sack a manager. Um, but it's it's a balancing act, isn't it? I think we're in in modern day in football. It's very much that if you you lose a couple of games, you know, if you go on a five match winless streak, you, your job always seems in danger. Um, it never used to be that way, but it certainly is nowadays. And, and I also often think that managers probably come in for the criticism too much at times when, when the players get away scot-free. Gunnar was made aware about the fact that Swindon had not lost a game after a full week's training, which is definitely a Johnny Leefield yep. question here from the advert um, because I saw him um, plugging that stat over the week. What did he say about that? Well, first of all, Ben Garner wasn't aware. Um, so he said that's an interesting statistic and he'd like to have a look at that. Um, because maybe there's something more in that th- than just it being a one-off stat. Um, Swindon feel, uh, and Ben Garner feels that 
Swindon always enjoy having this full week of training in the training ground. It certainly seems to pay off because they haven't lost a game after a full week's training, bar that Man City match. Um, he said across a full week, we have more time to work with the team. We have more time to improve and develop players. Um, and if you have a younger squad, then you benefit from having that training time. Whereas with a more experienced squad, you perhaps don't need it as much because the players are more suited and, and kind of can manage themselves a little bit more, if that makes sense. Um, but for Swindon's, obviously, they've got a very, very young team um, and they need as much training as they can possibly get. And, and that's what is, has been the benefit to Swindon this week. Talking of training, Mandela Egbo. So I think he was seen in that gym montage and his name has popped up again. Uh, he didn't sign for Swindon as some wanted or thought, but he is still with the club. But that's this myth bust. He's not about to sign, is he? He is not about to sign for Swindon Town. However, hold your hats. He could be a player that Swindon look to sign in the summer if he is still without a club. Uh, so Ben Garner had this to say um, on Mandela Egbo. It was very much that he's a young player that Ben Garner works with at Crystal Palace. So they have this pre-existing relationship there anyway. He came back from America where he's at New York Red Bulls um, late November. A lot of that was down to kind of personal circumstances. Um, and now he's looking for his next move essentially and ideally his next move is going to be abroad. Um, he's having conversations with clubs abroad. Ben Garner is trying to help him as well. And Ben Garner said, if I didn't have players in those positions where he would play, then I'd look to sign him now. That's not the case. Swindon will not be signing him between now and the end of the season. If he is, however, still without a club, Ben Garner did say this morning that he would be interested in looking to sign Mandela Egbo in the summer. He's he's not going to be selfish with this and try and keep him here at Swindon Town. He's actively trying to help him find the club abroad. But if he's not, then he feels that he could be a very important player um, in League Two and, and also in higher levels as well. Cool. Hey, shall we listen to your audio? Let's go for it, Rich. Hi, Ben. Good morning. A team always seems to go on a run at this stage of season, looking to kind of, you know, you've seen it in years gone by where they kind of maybe a bit outside the playoffs or teetering on the edge and they go on this big run. A win tomorrow makes it four wins out of five in your last games. Do you think you're showing the qualities to kind of be that team to go on the run? Yeah, I think we've definitely got the potential to do that. Um, I think on our day, if we perform, I think we could beat anyone in this division. I think we've shown that regularly, home and away. Um, I'm disappointed it's not four from four. I felt on the time Saturday we were very unlucky to lose watching the game back even more so. Uh, I'd have been disappointed with a draw if we should have won the game. Um, but like I say, three wins from four. Uh, if we can make it four from five, that, that's a good run, um, a good period of form. And if we can keep some momentum during this period now, the, the next five games, I'd be really pleased. Because um, like I say, I think we can finish the season strongly with the, the, the prep time between games and the fact that we will have hopefully have one or two more players back and give us that strength. Then, uh, yeah, without a doubt, we can finish the season strongly. And um, Ellis Iandolos has been kind of used as a midfield recently, kind of a utility midfielder, I'd say. Um, where do you see his best position? Because he seems to play at left back, left wing back, midfield. What's his best position? Or does he not have one and he's just going to be that kind of versatile player that you need? Yeah, I think, again, the versatility is a great attribute uh, for a player. And Ellis has got that, can play in several positions and do them well. Um, fantastic character. He's brilliant around the place, and um, uh, he's one of those. If you ask him to play in goal, he just put the gloves on and go and do it. You know, he's he's, he's all about the team all the time. Um, he, he's been here a long time. 
And um, I've been really pleased with him midfield. I think he's performed really well in there. Um, good mix of assets that he's got with his physical strength and his defensive work, but also got really good quality on the ball. And um, he's having a great season. If you look at his previous seasons, you know, it's just far away his best season in terms of playing time and probably performance levels. So he's, uh, he's obviously one of our own players and one that's grown here at the club. Um, really, really pleased with him. And just finally, Andrew touched on uh, kind of manager sackings in, in this league. In terms of the other end of the scale, managers being appointed, it seems a lot of the English managers are appointed in the lower divisions. You know, you had Marco Bielsa sacked at Leeds and then Jesse March came in. He's not, he's obviously um, kind of not English. Do you feel there's a lack of English manager opportunities in, in the higher divisions? Um, yeah, possibly at times. I think... Um... I think there could certainly be more opportunities for, for English and British managers in, in this country. Um, and it's probably becoming harder and harder, um, if I'm honest. Um, and obviously, having, having worked at that level as a, as a first-team coach, as an assistant head coach, um, I, you know, for me personally, could I work at that level? Absolutely. I wouldn't have any hesitation with that. I think the, um, the higher you work, the better resources you get the better facilities you get um, in terms of how I like to play the game that's only beneficial so there are numerous English British managers in, in lower divisions that I think given the right opportunities could do well in the championship and in the Premier League um, same with young players it's you, you need that opportunity and I think that's what everyone needs you need an opportunity to showcase what you can do and people to have faith in you um, and if that's the case, then, then players and coaches alike can go and do it. And you feel that's becoming less and less, those opportunities in many ways, they're getting kind of more limited. Yeah, I think it's becoming harder. Um, I think with, with the increase in money in the top levels, they're probably um, not greater pressure, but um, greater damage, if you like, if you don't succeed at, at that yeah. level. And, and clubs then go with what they see to be probably the safest option or the most secure option and less likely to take what would be seen as a, as a risk on a, a younger manager or a manager that hasn't worked at the at, at the top level before. But um, I've got to say in many ways, working in League One and League Two is a lot more difficult than working in the in the Premier League from, from my experience with, with some of the challenges that you have. So as I say, I think there's a lot of good coaches in, in this country that given the right opportunities would flourish and do well. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Ben. Good luck tomorrow. There we go then. So maintaining a late run. So we're seeing Bristol Rovers sneak up, aren't we now? They're just one point behind Swindon. A run that Bristol Rovers tend to do historically. I, I think they did that in 06-07 when we both went up. They were they came out of nowhere and then won the playoffs. And we know about Mansfield too. They've had a good run. And we're hoping Swindon will be one of those teams it's a it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because that's the hope. Everybody hopes that suddenly form will turn golden. And our form's fine. It's probably enough to get us into the playoffs, but we can't be la- lax about it, can we? We can't be lax about it by any means. We're not there. We're not in the playoffs. We've not cemented our place. But really, I wanted to put this question to Ben Garner because you, we always see it, don't we, these teams that seem... There's always like one team that goes on a run and they make the playoffs and then they've made the playoffs just late on. Uh, they're in good form and they go on to then win the playoffs and get promoted. It always seems to happen. And I wanted to know whether he feels Swindon Town, the team to do that this season. Um, 
as you heard from Bangar, he used a quote that he's used many times, which is that on our day, we can beat anyone in this division. I'm not arguing with that. I think that's entirely true. Um, if we make it four wins from five tomorrow, that's a good run. And then if Swindon can keep the momentum over the next five games after that, they then get past these five games. And the actual season gets a little bit quieter in terms of the, the length in between matches. So next five games are crucial. Swindon get through that with a good winning record. Say they end up, you know, out of that, they win four out of that five as well. You would have to say the playoffs look look pretty dead on for Swindon Town. But of course, many games still to be played. You asked about Iandolo's versatility. What more is to be said about it? Well, what is he? Is he a midfielder? Is he a left back? Is he a left wing back? Is he, I don't know, a central defender, a striker, a winger? We need to see him in goal soon, I think, um, just to see how he gets on there. Um, but it was really just wanting to understand where he fits in. Because the, the worry is with obviously Jack Payne coming back, if Louis Barry was fit, then would he have taken Ellis Iandolo's place in the starting lineup? Um, this has been Ellis's best season, is, is the opinion of Ben Garner. I don't think any of us will disagree with that. Um, he's all about the team all the time, which is very pleasing to see because you see he's come through the obviously he's come through Swindon and and he's been our player for a long, long time now. And he still has this kind of drive to want to pull Swindon through League Two and up to League One, see how far they can go. Um I think Ben Garner's starting to see him more and more as a midfielder though, I have to I have to say, Rich. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's, it's not a bad thing well, <laughs> as long as he's playing I, well I, somewhere. One though, isn't it? Because I'm not. I, I don't want to come in for any fire here from anyone whatsoever. I, I like Ellis, uh, but if you look at the positions that you try to play him in, I would say when Swindon have got a full strength team, you've got a player better than him in those positions every single time. Understood. Okay. Well, you got a big reply in yes. your in your final question about the lack of opportunities for English managers, an essay in, in, in within your blog. You must have been happy with the response he gave you. Well, I won't have to type up any quotes for my uh, article going out later on to this because I can just copy and paste exactly what he said because it was, uh, <laughs> it was certainly long enough. Um, I wasn't expecting this type of response and and people may be wondering why, why I've asked this question. It was really in, in response to, um, I don't know if you saw, Rich, in the Premier League, Marco Bielsa lost his job as Leeds manager and in comes... Uh, Jesse Marsh, the American, straight away, when there's probably other calls for some other English managers to go into that position. I'm not being biased and saying English managers are the best in the world, but I also feel that there's a lack of opportunities for them there. Um, and Ben Garner feels exactly that way um, as well. You heard what he was talking about there, and he, he feels that it's getting harder and harder. And what was interesting for us to hear is that he said... For, for Ben Garner, he feels he can absolutely work at Premier League level and become a Premier League manager. Um, it's actually easier, he felt, in many ways to be a Premier League manager. I'm sure it's not given the opposition you play, but he meant that in terms of the fact that you've got, you don't have to face challenges such as kind of less, um, you know, best, worse resources. I'm not saying Swindon's resources are bad, but you know what I'm trying to say. They're not obviously at Premier League level, are they? Um, but he felt that the increase in money in the top level means that if you get a managerial appointment wrong, then there is greater damage to be done. So if play, managers at clubs are going with the safer option of managers than really looking to give it to young up-and-coming managers, potentially like Ben Garner. I don't think he sat there saying, I need a Premier League job now, but I think he was making a very good point. Okay, yeah. I think I could be a Premier League manager too, though. <laughs> well, 
you know, who knows, Rich? We could give it a go. I mean, we could put you in charge of someone like Leeds United. I wouldn't mind seeing them get relegated. Um, so I'd be all for it. Prediction, please. I'm going 1-1. One, one. Rich, Rich, Rich. The pessimism isn't something I like, so I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. Ooh, I don't mind it. We got 2-1 right last week, just for the wrong team. Yeah. So, you know, here's hoping Swindon get back to winning ways. Ryan, thank you very much. Rich, thank you for having me. The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.